Welcome back, everyone, to Convergence. Uh, this week, we're joined with Wes Simpson, who obviously has uh, you got his name around the community for sure in the last several months uh, behind this huge downtown park initiative and uh, just kind of being very progressive, um, you know, moving the community forward. So we're going to hear from Wes today, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that obviously Wes is pushing with this, and we're going to talk about maybe some criticism of the park right here on Convergence. Welcome back to Convergence. Daniel Suddeth here with Brennan Crane, joined in studio by Wes Simpson. Wes, welcome to the show today. Thank you guys for having me. We appreciate you coming on. Obviously, um, issues been covered quite a bit in the news, but why don't you bring us up a little bit up to date because the big vote's coming up on this parks project. Maybe just to give us a little bit of an overview of where it stands and what are you all hoping to get accomplished? Yeah, so we've been working behind the scenes uh, for the last few months since the the summer where everything kind of kind of came to a, a peak there of, of the conversation, the funny videos on Facebook, the mm-hmm. post. And so behind the scenes, we've been working to make sure we've got all of our boxes checked off as it comes to parking, stormwater coming off the property, um, all of the different ordinances that need to be considered, traffic flows, everything. And so, so now we are getting ready to come back to the city council with a proposal. Our last meeting is today, and we're going to finalize a few different things, hopefully approve some more pledges. But that's where we stand right now is to bring back a proposal to the city council in hopes that they will um, approve moving forward with the resolution to be voted upon at the next meeting. Sure. And talk a little bit about, you said some things going on in the summer, obviously, you know, you were before the council and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you obviously showed up at some committee meetings and such of the city council. So what's been happening um, in this time that's elapsed since? Yep. So we have had our committee meetings the first and third Wednesday of every month. And and what we've done there is try to bring in every single entity that will either be touched by this, affected by this project, um, or bring in folks that that really have kind of some expertise in finding funding, in in thinking about how this this design needs to be looked at. And so uh, we've worked with with Eddie at Parks and Recreation, Kevin Myatt with uh, Joint City County Planning, um, USDA came in and talked about some some loan and grant opportunities, uh, as well as, of course, American Engineers has put, I think, over $10,000 of pro bono work into the conceptual design. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has really brought the project to life. It's given people a visual of, of what can be there. And so what we've done is is really go go step by step into making sure we understand not only the the positive aspects but let's go ahead and and address the the things that are out there that need to be answered let's not act like it won't take maintenance and things like that so we have a uh, a very good idea on what it will cost to maintain the facility as well as uh, how we can turn revenue from it back into that maintenance what is a mission statement kind of talk here what the common citizen of Glasgow, in your view, what do they stand to benefit from this, and what is the, the dream and the vision behind this? Yeah, really, uh, I mean, it's born out of increasing quality of life, but also uh, providing something unique for Glasgow, uh, for citizens and tourists alike. We've seen these communities like Beaver Dam and Central City, which are so much smaller, take this bold initiative to say, let's let's do something big. And so knowing the push that really was started by Sustainable Glasgow years ago with downtown and the Renaissance Committee, 
you know, those folks laid the groundwork. Um, Bounty of the Barons, all those things have have made a wonderful uh, space, I think, for the community to come together. But there's no real home for those folks, for farmers and, and those vendors, as well as um, this whole amphitheater side and really providing some some awesome event space. And so the, the goal really is to increase the quality of life, but that, that encompasses a whole lot of things because when you increase the quality of life, you show potential employers that you're investing in yourself. Um, your community is, is willing to take bold steps to, to make it a great place to live on top of all the schools and things like that. Um, you keep it in downtown, and, and a lot of people have asked about that. And, and the reason for that is anybody can throw an amphitheater or a pavilion into a field. That's not going to make it unique. And then people can just leave um, and not have to travel by your, your downtown businesses. And so we really believe that it will increase commerce, um, increase restaurant sales, all of those things, hotel stays. Um, but quality of life is number one, uh, but providing uh, an attractive venue, not only for, for vendors to sell. I mean, we're the number one farming community, arguably, in the state, and, and we should we should have a place that reflects that. But really, to provide another opportunity uh, to, to get some revenue, to get some tourists into the town and use that money not only for this park, but really, I, I, and I'll show this in the proposal, how that money can be used in a lot of other ways, too. Sure. We know we talk quite a bit on the show about quality of life and ways to We've had discussions about retaining some of our younger folks. Obviously, we have really high-ranking schools. Uh, and, you know, these kind of quality of life initiatives and why they're important for, for keeping and, and retaining people. Another interesting aspect of this, though, is the public-private aspect of it. Talk a little bit about that. It seems like you all have had quite a bit of success in the fundraising from the, the private standpoint. That is that is a the backbone of this entire thing. Um, you know, it was born out of there's a lot of seems to be a lot of strife in the city right now. There's a lot of negativity out there as it concerns just different topics. And and so coming into it, it, it there was no way, I, you know, for me to come to the city, I believe, and ask them to just take this on completely by themselves. Um, I, I don't think that that was ever going to work. And, and so in building up, it started off just as a post here and there because, you know, I see the property. And then folks started reaching out like we really want to see this you know don't it's it's not a joke we mm -hmm. want we want this to happen and and i am not the one that came up with this idea you know i know that the the parks and recreation master plan had a downtown park envisioned i just i just happened to to put some stuff out there at the right time and it caught on and so so folks started reaching out and, and i started throwing that idea of you know we need to go in 50 50 with the city and just say hey let's let's link arms and make this thing happen. And so we right now have officially approved $450,000 in pledges with, uh, there's there's another 250 out there that are waiting kind of on those entities and individuals to, to give final confirmation. And then there's, there's still calls out to other folks. And I think we're at that point now where, you know, we get to six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars. That's that's a pretty amazing groundswell. I think Beaver Dam only got one hundred and fifty in private donations for theirs. Wow. And um, and so that's enough to come to the city. And that's why we feel like now is the time to come back to say, we have we have nearly seven hundred thousand dollars in private pledges. If we fifty fifty this thing, then that's one point four million dollars. Um, let's go ahead and move forward. Well, then when it becomes an official project, you're going to have other folks that want to get their name on it and that, that want to be involved. And so um, that's that's the backbone. You know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that, that the city council will 
see that as a good thing. Like, you know, this is, this is a 50-50, no, no strings attached. The city still owns the land. There's no going to be no stipulations on there. And so um, it's a very positive thing, I believe. Sure. And of course, uh, like I said earlier, there has been some opposition, mm-hmm. um, whether that's, you know, just from the community via um, Facebook or online even. Um, but obviously, we, you know, have a notable city councilman who is opposed to this idea, um, Terry Bennell. And so some of the things that Councilman Bennell has stated, you know, that this might not be feasible um, for, you know, there might be better ideas for the use of the land. Just talk a little bit about that opposition. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think when, when we first started talking about this, uh, Councilman Bennell threw out, he envisioned a parking structure in that area. And I think that's where we kind of, where we kind of disagree on a foundational level of, of which comes first, the, the chicken or the egg, right? To, to come downtown, to, to have a parking structure, you need to have things for people to do. Um, and so, the, the second half of that as well is that's going to immediately lose private support. You know, I'm not going to be able to, to go to folks and ask them to, to pay 50% of a parking structure um, because it's not really doing much. We don't have a parking problem. I can't wait to, to present that portion of, of all the, the thought that has gone into parking and traffic flow. Um, and, and, and so I think that's one huge part is you're going to lose, you're going to lose the, the private support, but you're not really going to knock any price off. Uh, a parking structure is very expensive. Um, you're talking tons and tons of concrete, and, and the average citizen is not going to see a return on the taxpayer side of that investment. And so that was one of the larger criticisms, and then I think it, it morphed into uh, Councilman Bennell uh, was, was saying, you know, I would rather see us invest in, uh, you know, 150 acres and make a destination park. And my counter to that was, you know, our, our economic authorities having trouble finding land anywhere close to town for industrial parks and spec buildings to attract potential employers. And so if we ask the citizens to bear the cost of 150 acres anywhere close to town, it's going to be very expensive. And then the folks that use that park are not in close proximity to, to restaurants, uh, hotels, retail establishments. And so you know, really, this the, the goal of this is to to provide some return, not just raise the quality of life, because we, we don't want to create a drain on the city's finances. We want to be able to pour that money back in, and we believe that this project uh, will do that. So those are the two main things I've heard from Councilman Bennell. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot lately. You know, uh, I haven't seen him at any of our meetings, or, or, you know, there hasn't been a lot of conversation out there. But it seems like his his thing is this is not the right piece of land. I know he said you won't be able to fit all that on there. Mm-hmm. American Engineers has done a fantastic job uh, fitting that and more on the property. And so, um, you know, I think it just comes down to a uh, he has a little different idea on what the city should do with its money than, uh, than this. I think that's where we disagree. Sure. And just for a note, uh, I know Councilman Bennell, obviously on the Parks and Rec um, committee of the city council. Obviously, mm-hmm. you presented to them back in uh, July. Yes. And uh, just a clip from that. I just don't think West Main Street, that property that the city currently owns, is the best usage for a park. So, yeah, pretty much just a recap, obviously, what you just said. Um, but again, that was Councilman Bennell back in July, mm-hmm. sort of just voicing his opinion at uh, that Parks and Rec meeting. Now, on the other hand, you know, you've talked a little bit about how you ob- obviously have garnered some public support 
um, via social media with a series of videos and you um, your most recent video obviously being Christmas themed. So we'll play a little bit of that in a moment. But first, just kind of give us a little preface to what went into that. Yeah, you know, it had been so long since we have done something funny on there. And when I say we, you know, I got to give my, my wife is a creative and she, she comes up with a lot of those ideas. Um, and we thought, you know, hey, we're getting ready to take this thing back to the council. We need to get people thinking about it again. But let's let's be fun. Let's be positive. Social media is so negative. Let's 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 go back to the positive. What got us to this point? And so uh, at Green Mechanical, we were having chili with Santa and uh, I called the gentleman that was playing Santa and was uh, was like, can you, do you mind to get there like 15 minutes early before any kids? Um, I'd like to sit on your lap and... Yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? Yeah. He was like, absolutely, it'd be great. I was, so I told him... The I was, West Simpson on my lap? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, he bought into the whole thing, the video and, uh, and the rest, you know, I was sitting there editing it while my kids were eating chili and cookies <laughs> and, and just laughing my head off. So then we were like, you know, what's a, what's a good way to end this off? There's been so much tremendous support. You know, th- those videos, the last two posts have been shared over 200 times and, mm-hmm. and so I said, here's what we need to do. We need to get some people at the Christmas parade around the square and talk to them, you know, hey, do you believe in the project? If you do, then just say, we believe. And and so that's how we ended it up was recording all those folks. And people were sending us videos of them saying it. And uh, and so that's where we, we sliced that in the back part of the video. And, and that's kind of what led into all that was it's Christmas. Let's do something. Let's do something funny and, and fun. Sure. So we'll talk a little bit about the video as it's playing. So you put in some some Christmas theme music there, obviously, notably from Home Alone. Yes. And we're narrating, of course. This is a podcast. You can't see it, but you're going to look make it filled now. Yeah. See Santa through the window. There you go. <laughs> some good moves there. Man. Excited to see Santa. Oh, Santa, I, I want a park in downtown Glasgow uh, where I can make memories with my family. Um, like, I can go get an ice cream cone after work with my dad, and I could play in the splash fountain on a hot summer day while mom shops at the farmer's market. And, and my parents could go on a date at a concert, and I could stay home and test out my homemade jetpack when grandma falls asleep. Jetpack? Oh, wait, no, nothing. <laughs> Do you believe that this can happen? I do believe, Santa. I really do. If we all believe, and if you believe, and maybe a little Christmas magic, it might work. <gasps> oh, thanks, Santa. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Of course, you're running out now, and excited thr- by this. Thrown all shame out the window <laughs> by that point there. <laughs> we believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. We believe. Nice pan there of the area and Santa <laughs> winking. So yeah, this is obviously a good way to say, you know, you have some renderings now, like you said. This is this is getting real. I mean, it's been real for a while, but now, you know, that's a, sounds epic, doesn't it? It's, it does. It does. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the the elf uh, song where they're flying out of Central Park, I believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Brennan's over here in tears. Audience, you can't see it. That's right why I'm not talking. Right. He'll be no. all right. But uh, go ahead. I was circling back to kind of what we were talking about before. I, you know, from my standpoint, I'm not from Glasgow, but I've lived in some other towns about the same size as Glasgow. 
and what I think when we talk about quality of life and helping businesses kind of just to the audience, basically you can go judge these things by yourself. I notice when, you know, there's an event going on at the plaza or something else going on downtown, you drive downtown, you can't find anywhere to park. There's, you know, you see the storefronts lit up, you see people going in the restaurants and whatnot and business is good. And it's like that in a lot of smaller towns, but you know, a smaller town doesn't have something like that going on every night of the week. So when, you know, there's not something going on, you see vacant, you know, you can drive by certain parts of the day on the weekends downtown and, you know, throw a rock and, you know, any direction and not hit a car or anything because there's not. And I think kind of the point you're kind of making, and I wrote a column kind of agreeing with this, you know, a couple of months ago is that the more events, the more things that you bring into downtown, obviously the more people are going to stay behind it and shop those places and in a smaller community that's just vitally important for, you know, those smaller businesses that depend on that because without these sort of events, without ways to draw people downtown, there just isn't enough foot traffic on an average day. We're not a big city to support a lot of that. So I think it's kind of, whether this idea gets passed or what, if Glasgow wants a vibrant downtown, wants a, a square area where people are at, that people come and they can have businesses that are successful and looking at economic numbers about our town, I think anybody can agree that we need, you know, more for our economy. You're going to have to have something like this. You're going to have to kind of step out on a bit of a, an edge there and, and take a, a chance. So, you know, obviously I'm not on the council. That's that's up for them to decide or whatnot. But, you know, just from anybody's experience, you can go down and witness these same things that, you know, we're just not a big enough city where people are just naturally going to be at these places without some sort of, you know, initiative. Whereas this park, idea, you might have a concert or, you know, just people generally going there that would, would help bring those sort of things to town. Mm -hmm. Sure. So just to wrap things up, tell, you know, talk a little bit about, one, how can people become involved in this, whether it's just showing support or even, you know, if they obviously, um, if someone's setting on a lot of money and wants to maybe give toward this, like, you know, we, we have seen, mm -hmm. um, how can they do that? And uh, just thirdly, you know, what, uh, wrap up completely, just this is something positive, obviously, that you believe in and several um, citizens in the community believe in. Uh, just talk about the importance of that uh, December 23rd council meeting coming up. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of, of ways that folks can help, obviously, the money is huge you know i i'll give props to to the bale family i think a lot of folks uh in political office and not really uh have misunderstood that the sale of that property and and i think it speaks volumes that uh the bales are turning right around and and donating a quarter of a million dollars mm -hmm. um and so you know we are trying to line up other pledges and we have levels all the way down to a hundred dollars for bricks that that we're looking at we want everybody in the community to feel like there's a piece of them in that part that they that they can invest and put something in there it's really something for everybody so that's one way uh the second way really is to show up you know i know december 23rd it's the day before christmas eve people are going to be doing family things but if anybody is free and they want to see this happen. I think being there at that council meeting to show support um, will be vital. We have a lot of people that have told us that they are coming. Um, they're going to try to come. And, and so that that's huge to just share those videos, like them, um, you know, get the word out, let people know that this is a good thing. This is positive. And then really to wrap it all up, we knew the whole time we needed to show the city this is this is not only a way to raise quality of life, it can be a shot in the arm. I feel like Glasgow, with, with all of the, the, the negativity that's out there right now that, that seems to be um, just just persistent every week, that we need to, we need to bust the dam with one good thing mm -hmm. and, and take a risk. And, and if we can all get behind it, 
then that may open the floodgates for some other initiatives and things. People see, well, we can, we can do this. We, we seem in Glasgow to always want to talk ourselves out and say, how can we not do it? It's, it's time we figure out how we can do something. Because I can tell you, if Beaver Dam and Central City can figure it out, then we have way more resources at our disposal. And so, you know, to end it up, the, the city is going to be in a good position. Uh, it, unfortunately, the, the Parks and Recreation Department is, is kind of a, a place that people vent their frustrations to in that, why do we need this? Uh, we can't take care of our other parks. And, and what, what folks don't understand is the Parks and Recreation Department operates on a $25,000 maintenance budget. That is not enough for one park, let alone the five that they operate. And so what we've done here uh, within the proposal that, that we'll share on, on uh, Monday, December 23rd, is that that we can siphon money out of uh, park preservation fees on top of tickets, off of concession sales, and, and potentially more than quadruple the existing park's maintenance budget. And, and that if a surplus is, is uh, evident, after a while that they can then use that money to maintain other parks in the community and, and, and use it as kind of a, um, a surplus fund for them. And so we think that it will eventually benefit all of the parks. And then the Plaza Theater, um, you know, it's going to be a big boost for them. They have expressed uh, total interest in taking this and running with it, managing it. They've, they've discussed, you know, the potential to bring in artists like Tyler Childers, uh, you know, Old Crow Medicine Show, like big names that, that really mm-hmm. will draw people in. And so, um, you know, we're trying to structure this in a way where we come to the city council and say, listen, this not only is it not going to be a drain on the city, we don't want to do that. We don't want to put something out there and then say, take care of it with $20,000. When we factored, we factored in a two-man crew on this thing full time, and there's still money left over. And so that's what we want to show everybody is, if you give this thing a chance, if we run it correctly, it's going to be beneficial not only to citizens, but it's going to be beneficial to the bottom line for the city's budget as well. Sure, and I think sustainability obviously is positive, um, especially for projects like these. So, yeah. Well, if you have nothing else to add, and Daniel, if you have nothing else, um, thank you for joining us today, Wes. Thank you. And we appreciate and we look forward to seeing where this goes. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, I feel like I say this every episode, but this episode, uh, you know, pretty good today uh, for sure, Daniel. You know, hearing from Wes Simpson, uh, I know me personally, you know, I've kind of followed this the last few months um, in terms of just coverage of this and and just looking into this issue. It's It's been pretty interesting. And I, I think the most positive thing, to be honest, is the community support that's uh, garnered by this project. Absolutely. First of all, Brendan, you're right. You say that every episode because every episode's a good episode, Brendan. Don't <laughs> I forget mean, that. I this, mean, I mean you know, to start with this. Th- this is the local podcast. That we are the, the local podcast. The podcast. The local podcast. But um, <laughs> back to your point, I you know this has really got some community support out there. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens Monday night. I know some council members do have some issues with it. Obviously, Terry's mentioned some of those things, and that will have to be taken into consideration. And you know, from a logical standpoint, the Parks Department and others will have to look at it and decide, you know, whether they can do that. But it, I don't think anybody can argue that for something that's kind of been led by the private sector, it has been very well thought out. A lot of details, a lot of plans in there, a lot of accounting for everything from maintenance to, you know, how much money could, you know, be brought in if, you know, you sell so many different concert dates to 
all sorts of things are covered in that proposal. It's not some fly-by-night, you know, a couple of guys got together and said, hey, let's build a park. We'll throw it together tomorrow. So you have to be impressed by that, if nothing else. And Absolutely. And, you know, you said the thing is that's so impressive to me, like you just said, is that it's coming out of the private sector. It's, yes. it's you know, a group of citizens that are rallying to do this, um, which is just good because, you know, that's kind of the fundamental thing of our democracy, I think, is obviously it's, um, you know, giving it all back to the citizenship um and, you know, it obviously helps with our elected officials cooperating for such an issue. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, when we see citizens obviously coming together for something like this, it obviously means that um, this is something that is wanted across. Whereas a lot of the time we see, you know, elected officials bringing ideas up, um, you know, tending to do their job. However, sometimes the citizenship doesn't really, uh, you know, care for those ideas. But this one uh, seems to be uh, something that everyone is looking forward to. And like you said, I I mean, I'm excited about uh, Monday's council meeting just from the standpoint of seeing, it, you know, what citizens show out, what comments are made, and uh, to see how the council and the mayor react to this. Absolutely. It should be very interesting to watch what unfolds. Well, you know, this is, uh, of course, I think this is a good way to uh, wrap up the year i know we have uh, just a few days left in 2019 a few shopping days brendan i still send you my list oh yeah man i I thought you texted that to me i know i sent yeah i got a blocked number thing back from you what happened with that uh i'm not sure we'll talk about uh, that later i think you still have my email though yep (laughs) might get a ping back hotmail account Nonetheless, uh, thank you, Daniel, for coming in today. And I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm thrilled about this idea. I'm thrilled about future ideas. And, of course, like we always say, um, we're looking for ideas, things to talk about, things to look into. You can contact me here at WCLU Radio, um, located on 229 West Main Street. Or, of course, you can mail me, P.O. Box 1628. Or you can email me, Bren, B-R-E-N-N dot Crane at gmail.com and phone number is 270-651-9149 what about you daniel well you can give me a call at the glasgow daily times at 270-678-5171 you can email me at d-s-u-d-d-b-a-t-h at glasgowdailytimes.com brennan don't forget your pager number you gave them everything else oh yeah well remember the first episode i gave out the fax number oh yeah yeah yeah. we haven't got any faxes haven't gotten any faxes yet but uh i think that's my pager going off right now i'm going to have to get to it uh so i'm going to sign off here and uh we'll see you next time on convergence